Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. We yes. got Chef Michael Siverstein coming on, and he was on season 10 of Master Chef. Yeah. And recently, he even wrote a book on, on a new keto cooking. And I think it was published, what, December 8th? One, actually, today is the one-month anniversary. Uh, <laughs> wow. Congratulations for that. Yes. Thank you so and, much. Thank you so much. The so one month talk about all that. We're excited. And to we're hear excited to hear it. parts of the story and how mm -hmm. he lost eighty pounds in one year and all yes. that. You know, we're definitely excited to see where this goes and just see what happens. So, Michael, yep. welcome to the show. Yes. Thank welcome. you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get to it. I am <laughs> now I always like to start the show out the same right now. Hopefully one day I won't have to start it this way. Hopefully. But how has COVID affected you and what have you done to maneuver through that? Oh boy. I mean, it's, it's, it created an environment where I had to go a whole different direction. So uh, pre COVID I was doing private chef work. So private events, oh, wow. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, going to people's homes, doing yeah. everything from weddings, parties. It's all done. I mean, it, it just got ruined. Right. So um, coincidentally, last fall, before COVID was even a thing, I was approached by a publisher to write a book and a cookbook. And man, right in January, I started working on this cookbook. And so in one way, one of my businesses really got shattered. Um, wow. But I'm very lucky and very grateful that uh, I found another path and I uh, actually really fell in love with what I did this year. And and look, like if I was going to lock myself in a house to write recipes all day, <laughs> I found an okay year to do it. I mean, I, I literally That's locked true. myself in quarantine and just and wrote uh, and wrote and wrote and wrote for like six months, um, yeah. testing yeah. recipes and writing. So, um, you know, you, you find your way. But obviously, as a chef, COVID has destroyed uh, not just for me, but for the industry, uh, so yeah. many chefs' mm -hmm. lives and has really caused people to have to rethink the whole restaurant industry, the whole food industry, mm -hmm. is just, yeah. you know, completely rethinking everything. Yeah, that's like right. for us, you know, we launched a show January 3rd of, of 2020. Mm -hmm. And we thought, you know, if we did 100 interviews first year, that'd be a great foundation for a brand right. new show that we'd never launched. And then COVID happens. Yes. And, and I told Sandy, this may be our year to shine because right. if people, anybody in the entertainment industry, restaurant industry, whatever, you know, all that are going to need a place to talk. That's right. And I was like, we're going to give them that. And because of that, last year we did over 300 interviews. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Well, and, and, you know, in a similar way, I, you know, I got into doing online virtual classes and I do free classes once mm -hmm. a month and stuff. And, wow. you know, I went crazy with my Instagram putting out free recipes because, you know, just like you, oh, people wow. want someone to listen to. People also started cooking from home more than ever That's before. Uh, yes, they did. And, and so it was really fun for me, actually, to do, um, you know, forget about business, just writing recipes for fun, for free on Instagram uh, and uh, and and virtual classes on Zoom. It's, it's become a fun thing that I never knew and um, kind of a new way to kind of share my food without cooking it in a restaurant and serving it on a plate. It's a different way. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 still kind of the same and to me, yeah. you know, I'm still sharing my food, I'm still cooking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I know that you probably have always wanted to be a chef, but when did you know that cooking <laughs> you could be a career for you? Interesting. When did that kind of click? 
I, I got my first job at 13, illegally working without a work permit at an Italian <laughs> restaurant. And, wow. and, and, and they couldn't put me on the books. So I was like, just right. for hours rolling the silverware into napkins. You know, those old classic Italian restaurants, you got the little uh, roll up with the, the, the cloth napkin and the silverware inside. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. stood there for hours and rolling and, and um, rolling up these silverware things. And that was really my first taste of the restaurant industry. And I remember, not only did I know I wanted to be a chef, but I, from that point on, I, I always dreamed of having my own restaurant and that's still a dream. I'm not there oh. yet, but um, it started at a young age. I would say within days of getting a job in a restaurant, I was like, man, this is, this is it. This is the energy you just felt. I felt it. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's been a wild ride, but um, it started early for sure. And, you know, I've been in and out. I worked in real estate for a while. Working in restaurants is tough. It's hard, you know. It's a brutal industry. You're on your feet for out endless hours. You get home late. Mm -hmm. You got to be back early. Um, and so it's been a journey for me, kind of finding my way in and out of the restaurant business and uh, kind of rediscovering um, my passion for what I do. And, um, and kind of like what we were just talking about. Tough. And Sorry, yeah, the turnover just, rate is tough. With oh, it's tough. It's brutal. I mean, no matter where you work in a restaurant, front of house, back of house, management, ownership, it is tough. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I think I think kind of just sort of talking about COVID, mm -hmm. kind of finding mm -hmm. your own path is really important. And there's people who yeah. do really well. Like something for me, I really enjoyed being a private chef where I was sort of in control and in a more intimate setting yeah. where I was going to people's homes or doing events. Um, it was really personal and I really liked that about it. Um, you know, in a restaurant, sometimes you don't get to talk to the customers yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you, you got to find your space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to find your groove in the restaurant industry. And, um, and it looks really different for a lot of people. So, um, but yeah, it's just a part of me. It's always been a part of me. And you know, you got to have that passion because everybody that I know from the restaurant industry says, if you don't have that passion, you, it will, you will burn out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have the passion and I burnt out sometimes, you know, I, it, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. It's tough. Um, but it also, you know, it's an art form. I, it, yeah. it really is. And so um, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to be reminded of that and find, yeah. find what works for you, but it's, um, it's a tough industry. Yeah. And speaking of tough, I always like to talk about the sacrifice side of, you know, we, we bring on a lot of actors and artists we on do. our show. Mm -hmm. And I think it still goes with what you do too. I think it, cause I always talk about, you know, you, you have so many podcasts and so many things, they highlight the good stuff, this, the great things and the glory behind the artist. Right. And only right. that. Well, right. Especially show, with social media where everyone's exactly. seeing just like yeah. polished, finished product. You right. see everybody's highlight reel, but you don't right. see the behind the scenes, especially with cooking and all that. You know, I'm sure, you know, with what you do, you, you show these beautiful pictures, but you don't show what leads to get to that. And that's what I like to talk about is the sacrifice and struggle side, because because nobody else talks about that. And I always say with our that. show, we're going to talk about the side that nobody else wants to talk about. Because I, I think that. it's important because, you know, when people are watching interviews and stuff, you know, this could be a passion that, that they that they want to follow. But they need to also know, OK, you don't just jump in and you're oh, a success. Right. <laughs> so no. And, and you see that a lot. That side you know, of 
and you're right. And there's so many, um, you know, both social media and, and you think of so many TV shows nowadays about cooking, um, you know, MasterChef, like, like food competitions, but also just these culinary shows are hot right now. And mm-hmm. um, what people don't see off camera is mm-hmm. what real restaurant chefs are doing on a daily basis where they're, you know, forget about the preparation all day you know it's not that glamorous to be cutting onions for two hours um you know forget about that part forget about the fact that you come home stinking like grease you know like it's, yeah. it's not pretty um it's not glamorous and i love that i love that finally chefs are kind of like cool um it's yeah. a cool trade it's a cool trade to be in and it, there's a lot of respect for um you know for high-end chefs and stuff uh in the media and stuff like that and i think it's great you find amazing chefs who have such a voice right now um, in and out of the food industry. Um, it's tough though. Yeah, it's really tough. And and even for me with the with with recipe development and writing and all the stuff I do with yeah. Instagram, um, you know, I'll, I'll test a recipe three, four, five times and and, yeah. and just keep going. And it's it is you know yeah you see the pretty picture at the end, but it's not an immediate thing. Um, it takes a lot of refinement. And you know another thing that that was really interesting is in the last year pushing myself in, into writing recipes as opposed to cooking as a chef. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a totally different trade. It's a different skill set altogether wow. because I can, you, you can give me a pan and a spatula and a, and a few random ingredients and I'll make something tasty out of it. <laughs> that is a very different thing than <laughs> teaching somebody to cook something at home in writing. Oh, oh, yes. It's, it's a different trade. It's much more about writing. And they have uh, to get it perfect or it won't come out the way you want. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very different. It's it's a totally different trade. Uh, I think I have a lot of respect for recipe development now um, because it's really pretty new to me in the context of my life. And um, it, it's challenging. It really is. It's challenging um, because it's not just about can I make this tasty, but can I yeah. create mm-hmm. something that somebody can follow step by step if they're a beginner in the kitchen or if they're an expert some of the techniques that i'm using and, and that i'm comfortable with or the equipment that i have at home to make a delicious meal <laughs> i can't do that in a cookbook yeah. you know, i can't yeah. ask somebody to use a 400 commercial blender to get it smooth i have to find ways of making everything work without 600 ingredients or 600 <laughs> steps uh to do it so I, I learned a lot. I, I really did. And it takes hours and hours. So when you see, you know, from me or from anybody else, when you see a, a beautiful post on Instagram or, um, you know, beautiful cookbook recipe, uh, it does not happen quickly. Yeah. It happens very slowly. It's not super glamorous or exciting. Um, it took me months of just testing and testing and testing, going to the grocery store twice a day. Sometimes. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I always say the grocery store is my office because I'm just there oh, wow. all the time. Yeah, I'm just there all the time. They probably know you by the first name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, and, you know, I spent thousands last year on groceries. Uh, as tax yeah. season's coming up here, I'm, I'm scared because I spent thousands. Uh, fortunately, it's a write-off, but it was tough pill to swallow because that comes out of my pocket. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I probably spent at least a hundred bucks a day on groceries the last year. Wow. Wow. Did you ever think that you would become a teacher? Because that's kind of, you know, I mean, that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was never in the plans. Um, 
Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, you run with it. You know, sometimes life throws you some curveballs and you just got to run with it. Um, I know what good food is. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, it, it's funny because sometimes I would take my the final step in my recipe writing is that uh, once it's written and I've tested it and checked the recipe, I pretend that I've never seen it and just follow my words very mm -hmm. literally. Oh, wow. You don't realize in the kitchen, you know, there's a lot of things that I've learned over the years that um, are kind of subconscious to me. So when you read mm -hmm. a, a, a poorly written recipe, it might say, you know, uh, cook the steak until it's done. Well, that doesn't help somebody who doesn't know how to cook steak. No, so the last step for me would be to go by the ingredients one more time <laughs> and then basically read my words word for word wow. uh, and, and without interpretation and see what turns out and, and kind of putting myself in the consumer shoes, putting myself mm. in, you know, mm. you know, John Doe in Wisconsin, <laughs> how he would cook it or whatever. Um, and so that would be that last step. And um, it's it's a step that I think is actually critical because I would surprise mm -hmm. myself how often a recipe, I would say, wait, instead of just cook that steak till done, cook it for about five minutes on each side until an internal temperature of 160 okay. degrees. You know, you're really giving step-by-step <laughs> -step instructions. Um, and that's a very different thing. Like you said, that's teaching. That's a different game. You've had to reinvent yourself multiple times through this process. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talking about that, we get what, what you're talking about, about reinventing, because the, you wouldn't believe, but this show started out as a country music interview show. <laughs> yes, just for rising. That, that, and for rising country. country stars. That was, we, we, we had so many Nashville so connections mm -hmm. that we were like, okay, um, that's where it started. And then it was like, um, it started growing. And then we all of a sudden started getting people like Randy Travis on. Um <laughs> And Lee Bryce, and so it started growing, and then we end up with Allie Brook on, which is, of course, not country music in the yes. pop world, and, and Scott Hamilton, and Scott Hamilton. But we started growing in different yeah. areas. Things are just kind of turning yeah. different directions, yeah. and, and then yeah. next thing I know, what what really turned the show was August was our biggest month. We had we did forty four interviews that month alone, mm -hmm. and September it started slowing down of getting artists booked. And because a lot of the artists were starting to get busy because some of them were actually getting gigs again by yeah, September. Somewhere. So I was like, okay, I got used to doing all these interviews. So it's like, okay, um, how do we fill those slots in now? Yeah, because we've got to stay booked. And, stay and next busy. thing I know, I came up with this crazy idea. Let's bring on some actors. And I mean, I, yeah. we, we didn't know if anybody would get anybody on. And we ended right. up with um, legendary actor Ed Asner. He yes. came on. Um, but next thing we know, we started getting a lot of actors on. A and now, all of a sudden, we're like, okay, we are in, in entertainment. Right. Tell me, are you guys having fun? Because that oh, sounds God. like a oh, blast. It's amazing. We can't imagine not doing it. I mean, everything That's we do. Exactly. Like, those surprises <laughs> are kind of the best part, honestly. They are. It's, it's kind of fun. I, I, <laughs> in the last two years, I've changed <laughs> careers. This is like my fourth, you know, I went from flipping houses in real estate to mm -hmm. reality TV, oh, to wow. Instagram, you know, social media recipe and blogging, and now uh -huh. writing a cookbook and hopefully working wow. on another one soon. So we're talking from real estate to author with things in between <laughs> in a two year period. Wow. Uh, wow. And it's, it's been a whirlwind, but you got to just run with it, you know? 
Yeah. And let's yeah. go there. Let's talk, you know, we talked about the sacrifice side, and that's why I was talking about the plus side with our show, because I want to kind of lead in. To, let's talk about the glory side a little bit. And let's start with uh, MasterChef. Yeah. Sure. How did that come, how did that come about? <laughs> really? Uh, well, it's all intertwined. So um, I know you're itching to ask me about the the, the diet, the weight loss stuff, because you mentioned it at yeah. the top. But yeah. uh, it's intertwined. But basically, uh, when I had started my weight loss journey, and I was already, you know, I was cooking um, uh, uh, basically just as a habit at that point. Um, and I started cooking myself these healthy meals. And I started an Instagram where I was cooking kind of chef level healthy meals. Yeah. Um, and I guess it got noticed. It started growing. Next thing you know, I get a phone call from a, a producer that works for Gordon Ramsay saying, hey, can you be in New York City in three days? We'd like wow. you to cook for us. Oh, wow. wow. I, I mean, when I tell you out of the blue, like it was just an LA number on my cell phone. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, you, New York in three days, is this a joke? You know? Are you, <laughs> but yes. Wow. Uh, and and I, I, you know, the funny thing is they said, there's not a kitchen here. We're meeting you at a hotel. So you, you got to come with a dish prepared in a cooler. We know it's going to be cold, but just drive to New York City uh, with a dish in a cooler so so we can see if you got the chops. And uh, uh, that's what I did. Yeah, I did a sous vide duck and I, and some roasted beets and a beautiful, you know, beautiful setup and uh, threw it in a cooler, drove to New York City, cooked for Gordon Ramsay's uh, like culinary uh, director. And uh, next thing you know, like my life just starts going all kinds of crazy directions and a few months more of working with the production process and the auditioning process. And I'm being flown to L.A. and um, I'm on MasterChef. Yeah. I mean, it just it just took a, a crazy turn that I was never expecting. Um, and, you know, it, it wasn't even like I had time to think if it was even what I wanted. I mean, of course it is. But it just <laughs> happened, it so happened so fast. fast. Yeah, it just happened so fast. Um, and then similarly, even when I got out of the show, I come back, uh, it airs, and then life changes even more, you know, oh, wow. I'm going crazier with social media and, mm -hmm. um, you know, my life just like sort of never even had a chance to, to look, to go backward. It just has just been a run, run, run mentality for me and I'm having a blast. It's a lot of fun. It's scary. It's uncomfortable. Uh, it's wild. <laughs> It's exciting, uh, but I'm just lucky I get to do what I'm doing and I get to keep sharing my food in a different way. Like I said at the beginning, a different way than I had ever done before, but I'm yeah. still cooking. I'm still doing what I love. And, you know, we definitely get where you're coming from because I remember the very first game changer for this show. We were probably two months in. Right. About two and months. I remember I got an email back from somebody I thought we could get on the show because I knew her, her dad and her sister. Okay. But I forget that once you're signed with a label, family connections no longer matter. Yeah. I learned really quick. Right. So I was a little like, okay, what about what are we doing here? And then about an hour later, we get this email from a PR company in Nashville saying, I'd like to get these six artists on your show. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm already like depressed and I'm like, oh, well, this could, you know, I'm looking through the list and I seen one of them that said Anna Christina Cash. And I'm wondering, okay, I wonder if she's part of the Cash family. So I look her up, come to find out she's married to John Carter Cash, who's Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash's son. So I'm like, yes, we'll take all six, and we want to do Anna first. We get her on the show, 
Really great interview. Really yeah, good. awesome. Really well. Yeah. She's really, really great. She, you know, she don't need the cash family to help her succeed. She, she's right. a success in her own right, even before mm -hmm. the cash family. But then that brought Carlene Carter on, <laughs> which brought Georgette Jones on, mm -hmm. which, which brought Taylor and, and Lynn the snowball on. had started rolling. <laughs> so all of a sudden, we started having a lot of the legacy kids coming on our mm -hmm. show. And, all because of that one little thing that took us to that yeah. next level. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's exactly it. And, and like, you know, here in the entertainment space, whatever mm -hmm. it is, chef, actor, artist, whatever, people say, I just need my shot. I just need my big <laughs> And it's true, man. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that one little thing can just, you know, can really change your life. Um, and, you know, I tell people, I talk about it on Instagram a lot, especially when I was, you know, uh, a year ago when MasterChef was on, on air, mm -hmm. um, that, uh, you know, you really just got to take some risks sometimes because yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I could have come up with a hundred excuses why not to go to New York City or why not <laughs> to go to the next step, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was terrified, you know? <laughs> uh, but sometimes you just got to take a, you know, take a, take a risk and take a shot. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, I try to talk about that a lot on social media. Yeah. Get, get yeah. uncomfortable sometimes because it's not always easy. Exactly. Exactly. But that's cool. That's a neat story. Here. And, and you know, talking about that, you know, I remember 2019, we had the idea of this show. But we kept putting it off. I wanted to be perfect. Wanted yeah, to be perfect. Excuses. And, excuse, and finally, at the end of 19, I was like, you know what? We've got a launch. We picked the date of January 3rd. I, yeah, fit, I felt like if date. I tied the launch date to an emotional point, right. I won't back out. So my, my mom passed away many years ago, right after we married, 18, almost 18 years ago. Well, we married over 18 years, but she passed away, I guess, um, six months six after, months after we married. Mm -hmm. wow. And her birthday is January 3rd. So I thought, you know what? We will honor her with our first show. And... That way, I won't back out. And here we are. Yes. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a podcast, so this is really inspiring to me, actually, because uh, there, there, there's so much to talk about in the restaurant and the food industry and oh, keto yeah. and health space. There's so much Absolutely. kind of controversy and uh, yes. so much information being thrown around. You know, the, the vegans think they're right. The keto people <laughs> think they're right. You know, everybody <laughs> thinks they're right. And uh, kind of Ain't that the world we right. live in now? Everybody yeah, thinks they're right. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> thinks they're right. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, as you were talking, you reminded me of, um, you know, how you were asking me before about what's kind of the, the unseen things, the dirt that, that people yeah. don't mm -hmm. see the polish on the outside. It made me think of something else as you were talking about that story. There's a whole other piece that I think that people miss. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and maybe this doesn't just apply to me, but I think it applies to probably a lot of people that you bring on your show. There is an emotional uh challenge to being a public figure at all um oh, yes. and, you know and one of the, one of my biggest challenges I obviously I had to cook well I had to do all that and and being on the show being on reality TV it's not enough just to cook it you got to also be on camera and be a personality and all these things are happening <laughs> yes. you know the hardest part for me and it continues to be my biggest challenge is the emotional piece of <laughs> and I can't screw up everybody's watching. You know what I mean? It's, oh, it's, yes. very, it's a lot of pressure in the entertainment space because, you know, it's very public. Um, all my, Everybody I've ever known, my friends, my family, they're all watching me. Uh, <laughs> you know, if this book were, were to flop or if, 
I got kicked out of MasterChef, uh, you know, mm-hmm. screwed up a dish. It's all a lot of pressure. And I think that's one of the things that I really battle with on a daily basis is just to feel confident and feel okay with potentially failure, uh, which could happen to all of us. You know, that's what made me think about it when you were talking about your podcast and I could I could hear the emotion behind when you were saying we didn't know we you know we didn't know it was kind of it was kind of like the train was slowing down and we were waiting for one big opportunity and I know that feeling it's like a daily thing for me I got to make sure my next post is is a good recipe I got to make sure my book kicks butt mm-hmm. um, it's scary I mean I don't know if I'll still be doing this in a year if I don't keep up this momentum you know I'm sure actors oh, yeah. and musicians yeah. feel that pressure. Exactly. But well, we feel that pressure with this show. Yeah, you yeah. have. That's, that's why you reminded me of it. And I think, you know, beyond the, the physical challenges of doing what we do, I don't think people talk about that enough. And, you yeah. you know, I, 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 I kind of laugh because, and I'm not a celebrity. I, I'm far away from, you know, I'm in Texas. I'm not in Hollywood or any of this stuff. But I kind of get why a lot of, like, celebrities go crazy. <laughs> you know? It's, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. And, and, you know, talking about that, that's like even with our show, you know, you sometimes you don't feel like you're not, you're enough. Can we pull this off? I mean, that was why we procrastinated yeah. for so long. You know, I, it took me forever to convince her that we would be fine on video. I mean, because we were, yeah, she was fine with really audio. Nice and I'm like, me about it. I'm the, the same way. <laughs> but the future is video. And I'm like, it you is. know what? And the you great thing about it. video is you, if you do video, you've got video and audio. If you do audio, you don't have audio and video. That's right. But you got the best of both worlds. And it was was like, you know, with this show, it's like every time I'm like, okay, is this guest going to be the one that takes us to that next level? And and then the guest keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And and it's like, you want, I want the Blake Shelton. Can't get him yet, but we will. And and, but it's like, you want, you want to do this. But that's right. not what we have learned. No, it's a this whole year, it's been like every few weeks we move to a new level. Then a few weeks yeah. we move to a little bit more. So that's that's how well, it's that's, been. That's all we can do, right? Is it's like gigging as an as a band. We just have to get the next gig and keep pushing. Yeah. It's keep it's going. not easy, you know. And I'll tell you, I, I really, uh, you know, there's there's good months and bad months where I where money is a problem. I mean, look, I, this is a grind. Uh, yes. It's a grind. And I think, you know, I think there's a reason why um, it's hard for people to be in a public setting, whether that's a podcast, a, a musician, a, you know, a social media person. Um, and, and the one, you know, for me, like I, all my years, the sh- most of the chefs that I've ever worked with were like these mm-hmm. rough and tough sailor mouthed assholes in the back of the, <laughs> you know, and there's a reason that they would never come out and talk to customers because they'd be covered in sauce and grease and, you know, it, it, what, like being a chef is not always glamorous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when I got on MasterChef, uh, in addition to the cooking, I'm like, what do I look like? Am I saying the right thing? Am I looking the part? Am I, well, you know, and, and that's things that I never thought about before. I never cared about what I looked like, you know, <laughs> I never about that stuff. Um, so it, it's all new to me. It's all kind of out of my comfort zone. And I'm having fun with it. I'm grateful. But uh, but it does come with some of these challenges. There are there are. Uh, there are stressful months where I'm like, you know, like right now, like how many books are going to sell? Can I get another book deal? Can I, da, 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 da. what's and next? You keep it going because in the entertainment world, it's just, tough. Uh, 
you you can get to that moment where everything falls apart. That's right. But you have to keep it going. That's right. Yeah. It is tough. I mean, cookbook the cookbook industry is way more competitive than I think people realize. There are I would have like never thought that hundreds that come out a day. I mean, it's so competitive. Oh, wow. um, I it's a very 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 I, competitive. I, I didn't realize it was that many that come out a day of cookbooks. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's wow. really competitive. And you know, you think about it the same way as say um, you know, say all the other stuff we're talking about, say a musician or um uh, an actor where Mm -hmm. generally the public sees the big names. The big yep. names have perpetual mm -hmm. success. And there's these very famous chefs in my field who continue to kick butt and they're awesome. Like the Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yeah, the Gordon Ramsay's and the, uh, you know, the Giada and the, you know, these big food network people. And, and, and they could put out a cookbook and you know, it's going to be a bestseller. <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> it's like, they're just the celebrities of the field. And, uh, and so for someone like me putting out my first book, um, you just don't know. You know, I, I spent a year working on this book, working with the publishers, designing it, photo wow. photographing every page, and with no idea how we were going to do. No idea. Uh, and, you know, it's it's stressful. <laughs> like, I, I, there are many sleepless nights. No, I'm super grateful. I, you know, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. and I'm not saying this to to brag, but I'm proud that like the book sold out in four days, basically wow. nationwide on Amazon, Walmart, Target, it sold out. I mean, uh, I could not believe it, but yeah. I'm very oh, proud that, 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 I, that I didn't crash and burn, but I could have just as easily, uh, honestly, I, I mean it, I could have just as easily crashed and burned. And, um, and, and, and I'm sure a lot of your guests feel the same way. You know, if you're a musician, mm -hmm. if that next album doesn't sail, uh, you're done. You know, or you could be. You know, it, it is a hard space. You don't to want to be one of one-hit wonders. No, no. Um, now, Vanilla, so I, think, I think that's the dirtiest part of the industry that people don't talk about. Yeah, you know, if your Vanilla Ice one-hit wonder probably wasn't too bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Like, back, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, yeah, some one-hit wonders are still doing fine. But um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm sure that's not nobody's goal. You know, yeah, even yeah. in Riverdale Ice, I'm sure that's nobody's goal. Yeah. Um, I, I want to build a career doing this. I want to keep writing. I want to keep cooking. And um, you know, I don't. I don't want this to to be the uh, the uh, the peak. <laughs> you know, I, I want to exactly right. Um, and so yeah, and that's why know. being steady is probably more important because sometimes when you shoot straight up, you come straight down. That's Whereas right. if you stay, if you grow. And you grow, but at a steady pace, yeah, then you can be right. in it for the long haul. That's right. And and kind of like what you were saying with in a, in a different way with like having audio and video so you can capture two audiences. I have to be able to do that too. You know, just the cookbook sitting on a, on a bookshelf uh, at Barnes and Noble is not enough. I also have to sell mm -hmm. books on social media. I, I also have to do YouTube videos. I also have to do it. It's all this, you know, this jumble that comes together and creates something. Uh, yeah. But in, in today's day, it's not enough to just be good at your job. You have to be good at ten things these days. It feels like at least uh, I got to, you know, I got to be a social media manager and a chef and a writer and a photographer and a videographer <laughs> and a blogger. It's exhausting some days, yeah, you know. We're it's, everything too. We're just, it's just us. Yeah, exactly. It's just me and my camera right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So tell okay. us, 
how losing 80 pounds in a year, what did you do and how did that change your life? <laughs> well, you know, for, for, on the surface, uh, I, I don't think I would have ever gotten on TV. I think it was a part of my journey. Uh, but, you know, personally, it was a game changer for me um, in finding kind of a, an inner strength um, that I really didn't know I had. And like I said, um, I, I never saw myself as someone being on TV. I never wanted to be on camera. I never yeah. cared about that stuff. Um, it wasn't even a problem to be heavy, you know, as a chef and uh, or yeah, trying to be, it just wasn't um, a factor for me. I, I never planned on being in the entertainment space. So um, I, I, you know, I woke up one day, I, I turned 30 um, and I stepped on the scale and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I messed <laughs> up. Uh, you know, I got to fix this because, um, you know, I don't care what I look like, but this is unhealthy. Yeah. Right. Myself into trouble. Um, and so I just, you know, I said to myself, enough is enough. It's time to, it's time to take care of yourself. And um, I didn't feel that good. You know, when you're, when you're very heavy, you, you literally wake up sore and tired. Um, and I got, I got tired of that feeling. Yeah. Tired of being tired. And, um, and I made a change and it was for myself. I know at that point I had zero, plans for Instagram or, or TV or anything. At that point, it was just for me. Uh, it wasn't till ooh, I think I was about 55, 60 pounds down when I started working with MasterChef. Oh, early. Wow. Um, and so I wasn't at the end of that journey, but I had still made a significant change. And um, I think it was a part of my journey. It was a part of the, the, the story that I tell through my food now, because um, that, you know, that's what I do now. I create food that I hope helps people uh, find success as I did. Cause the whole time I lost weight, I was eating, I was eating good. I was, I wasn't, I wasn't eating a little side salad and starving myself. I was really eating the whole time. And so using my chef knowledge um, to create, I'll put quotes on a diet food, but I hate that word uh, <laughs> was for, was for me. And, and that's, that was just a part of this journey was how can I, make food that I want to eat and still lose weight. And, and that's what I did. And so a lot of that kind of ended up in my book, um, you know, creating food. And and that's why I call it new keto cooking. There's so uh, much yeah. junk out there about keto. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of fad diet. It's this trendy thing. And, you, you know, there's all these pills and powders and stuff that go with it. Uh, the truth, I did none of it. I never walked into a gym. I lost the 80 pounds in a year just by eating good food and, and being very thoughtful about the food I was creating um, so that it was filling, it was tasty and it was exciting. It wasn't a, just a, a sad little, you know, a sad little piece of plain chicken or whatever that I see. <laughs> as well. um, and so, uh, yeah, it, it actually, like I, I, I kind of mentioned earlier, it, it really re-sparked something in me. Oh, it wow. was the challenge of, can I make healthy food sexy? Can I make it yeah. chefy and elevate? <laughs> um, that I think really inspired me and continued to push me and then ultimately led to a whole new life for me. I mean, it just led to a whole, a whole world opening up. Um, and I hope to keep doing that because I, I really feel like I've, I've helped a few, at least some people and my recipes matter. Um, mm -hmm. people, you know, when I get a message from somebody that, that says, Hey, you know, X, Y, and Z, my, my husband, my wife loves your food and it's helped oh, us so much. Yeah. I mean, that's why I keep doing this. It's real. It's, it's real stuff. Um, and uh, and so I hope to kind of keep 
keep pushing that, keep pushing that message that yeah. Yeah. healthy food can be good. <laughs> you know, it actually, <laughs> it should be good. Yeah. yeah. Going into weight loss. It won't I, last if it's not good. It won't That's last. Right. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to hate your life and then three months later quit and, and gain the weight back. Um, that's, that's what happens with most people. Cause it, it, it's tough. And you know, I, I had an advantage, right? Cause I can cook meals at home. Um, but that's what I'm hoping that my book can do is, is right. give people that mm. restaurant quality food that they can actually easily make at home without crazy yeah. ingredients or taking three yeah. hours to make dinner. Um, and that's, that's really how it all started. And, and I like, love that. Love, yeah. love, love that story. Now, as you know, a lot of people, especially in the entertainment world, and you probably know more of this now since you're in the entertainment world now, but a lot of people, they see the person, but they don't see the teams behind them. And yeah. in my opinion, the teams don't get enough love they that they deserve. So I always want to make sure that they get love on our show. Yeah. So if you want to take a few minutes, just tell us about <laughs> the team that helped you be who you are. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, my my family and my fiance have been uh, just at my side through all of it, whether literally helping me test tasting and giving me opinions or yeah. just emotional support. Um, I could not have done this without without my friends and family. My mom is so funny because she loves to cook. So I'll, we call, she calls me like three times a day like, hey, I'm thinking about this. I had this idea. We bounce ideas off each other. She's so sweet. Um, and uh, And so, yeah, friends and family, number one. Um, you know, for, it's just been an essential part. But um, I, God, man, the the editorial team at the Publisher House was unbelievable. The talent, um, and just it really felt like they cared. I, I've I've heard a lot of horror stories from chefs and authors in the cookbook space who work for these publishers, where it's just kind of a, a cookbook factory where they're cranking out this, these cookbooks just for profit. Mm -hmm. And I had the opposite experience. My publisher oh. wanted nothing but but to kind of let me um, create what I wanted to. And, and they were so mm -hmm. open and so creative and worked so hard to, to build that team. Um, my buddy here in Austin, Alan um, Soriano, he's, he's another great chef. He's, he's typically behind the cameras, um, although today yeah. I'm playing with my new setup at home. But uh, he's a rock star. We also do a bunch of events here in Austin. So um, we got that. I got my my my, uh, my editor and videographer, Dan Galvan, who's really talented here in uh, San Antonio. Um, we've been doing some kind of pilot stuff and working on video. So you're right. There is a team behind all this. Um, uh, a good friend of mine, Sunyu, uh, Sunyu Chene in New York City, she was kind of my like um, consulting editor and, and, and worked with me on the storytelling in my book. Brilliant writer and editor um, in New York City. You're right. A lot of a lot of stuff goes behind this. And like these books don't happen overnight. This was a year of so many people putting effort and care. Um, I couldn't have done it without them. Sure, I had to sit here and cook and write all this, but it does not happen overnight. So uh, that's that. really nice of you to give me a chance to say that. I really do appreciate that. And, and you know, we've got a puzzle here. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you know, what was you about to say? Well, the last piece of the puzzle is that I really feel like I have found a found a little community on Instagram. I really do. Um, a lot of keto folks really lean on each other. And, and I'm sure that's true in a lot of, of health communities, whether you're in yeah. fitness, in yeah. weightlifting, bodybuilding, I'm sure in a lot of communities you find your people, right? Um, right. 
I wouldn't have done any of this without my my little Instagram keto community. Uh, uh -huh. There's people that I have met at the first day of doing keto long before any of this happened, before I even have a picture of myself online and are still with me today, share recipes, chit-chatting on Instagram. So thank you to the keto Instagram community and all my followers, everybody who's bought my cookbook this year. Um, I couldn't have done this without you. So thank you guys so much. I really mean that. Uh, definitely love that. And you know, we've got a third co-host or our, our eight-year-old that we let the, uh, come in and ask the question. Uh, yeah. You know, I thought I heard something right before we went live. I thought yeah, I heard something. Yes, I'll, I'll go get it. And we've got a 22-month-old little daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her in too. <laughs> there you go. We are a family for well, guys, if you're looking, I, I made this cookbook for keto and non-keto people alike. This is not a diet book. This is just right. damn tasty food. So if uh, if you're interested, grab yourself a copy of New Keto Cooking, Amazon, uh, Target, anywhere books are sold. Oh, hey. Hi, Chef Michael. What's your hey, how you doing? Doing good. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to go with <laughs> salmon. Salmon. I love seafood. Mmm, uh, seafood sounds good. Yes. Yeah. And I got another question for He's you. Got one more question. Yes, well, what's your favorite restaurant? Oh man, is that a good question? <laughs> I'm allowed to say I don't have one because I just want to eat at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite food? My favorite food is pizza. That's a good one. That is a good one. And on my birthday every year, I go to this pizza joint that makes pizza from scratch here in Austin. And it's, it's, oh, wow. Oh, wow. it's always my like cheat birthday. Uh, birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you, bud. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah, he loves that. He's been part of most shows and not every show, but he's been part of most. Yeah. Well, I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> so we're training him here. Training him. He says he wants to do a podcast someday, too. I love it. I love it. Because, you know, I've always been taught that, you know, if you want to inspire um, purpose and passion to your kids, they have a front row seat to watch yours. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's so fun watching them too. And it's yep. like my, um, my, my sister send me videos. My little nieces and nephews like read my book in bed. Like it's a kid's story. Oh, it's the cutest oh. thing. She, like they went, they wanted to give all their teachers a copy for Christmas. It's like the oh, cutest wow. thing. Oh, that's right. It, it's an example to them to, you know, to see us doing all this kind of stuff. So that's really nice. You that a couple questions, don't you? Uh, yeah, I can yeah. do a couple questions. Okay. Sure. Uh, Tell us about one or two of the recipes in your cookbook. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's a good one. You got me. There's a couple of things. So mm -hmm. one of my favorite recipes uh, is, and I'm not a dessert guy, but I wrote yeah. this, uh, this buttery pound cake recipe, uh, you know, a couple years back, long before this, this cookbook was on the horizon. And, uh, I've been feeding it to my non-keto friends for, for a couple of years now. And it is just, and I'm very humble. I, I always think my recipes could always use a little this or that or are never done, but that pound cake is just really good. And it's really special to me. I actually was really torn if I wanted to put it in the book. So I was like, man, what if, I'm gonna, <laughs> what if I want to sell this one day or something, you know, who knows? It's, it's that good to me at least. Um, and I'm pretty picky about about desserts. So um, the pound cake is really special to me. Oh, wow. um, 
And man, that's tough. I, I love these cheesy uh, Brussels sprout gratin. A lot uh, of people made that over the holidays. It's definitely a hit. Um, mm. I guess those are two that are that are kind of coming coming to me right away. Of course, I, I put crab cakes in there. That's oh, wow. very important dish to me. I grew up uh, yes. in Maryland where crab is king. Uh, so, mm -hmm. um, I had to kind of put a little piece of my, you know, my history in the book. So those crab cakes are, uh, are a yeah. winner. And, um, and they really are restaurant quality. I, I know uh, crab and, and, and sometimes even seafood in general can be really intimidating to people uh, who aren't comfortable in the kitchen. Um, mm -hmm. they'll, throw, they'll throw some chicken on the grill but are scared. Uh, of seafood sometimes. And, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I, I tried to make some seafood recipes that are um, that aren't scary, you know. And I think crab cake's a good place to start. It sounds sophisticated. I mean, you right. generally only get it at a restaurant, but it's it's really not that hard, and it, and it's just so tasty. <laughs> so <laughs> those are probably the three that I'm thinking of the, the must tries. Uh, um, but it, it's packed with good stuff. There's breakfast, lunch, yeah. dinner, dessert, sides, all kinds of good stuff in there. Oh, I'll definitely have to check it out. And what advice would you give to someone who's looking into getting started with keto? What would be their first steps? You know, my advice would be to kind of mute the noise uh, and keep it simple. You know, you, you okay. could, if you go online and Google, uh, <laughs> you know, keto diet, you will find so much, an overwhelming amount of information. Oh, yes. And all these... Uh, articles say you can't have this and this one says no 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 you can't you can have that but you can't have this and it's like mm -hmm. you just find so much noise as I like to call it um, and a lot of people trying to kind of get that clickbait uh, going right. what I really say is keto at the end of the day is just meat and veggies uh, it's meat and veggies meat and greens and, uh, and keep it yeah, yeah keeping it simple and not overthinking it with a million rules and, and <laughs> And yeah, all this stuff that and, and look, you know, there's obviously if you're gonna do it long term, you do want to be, you know, um intentional and cautious about what you're doing. You want to make sure you're getting all your nutrient nutrition that you need. Um, but when you're first getting started, I think it's so important to just kind of keep it simple and make sure you like what you're eating. Just start by getting rid of the bad stuff. So uh, you know, rather than having uh, you know, bread or pasta, just get a bigger portion of meat and 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 mm -hmm. uh and uh, and some veggies on the side. I still love just like a, a, a bolognese, like a spaghetti bolognese, just without the spaghetti. I just eat a big bowl of meat sauce, um, oh, and I wow. love it. Like you know, and that's what I'm saying. You don't have to uh, go crazy. You know, uh, kind of reinventing the wheel. You just gotta take the things you love and twist it up a little bit. You know, I, I make instead of Philly cheesesteaks, uh, I just make a big. Philly cheesesteak skillet on like a weeknight when oh, I don't wow. feel like really doing anything too fancy and just some some beef and onions and peppers and um, and cheese on top and pop it in the oven. It's delicious, you know. That sounds love. great. So just love. taking the things you love and just taking the bread out, taking the sugar out, and right. it's simple. Yeah, that that's really like how I think people should start keto. Later, okay. you know, later you can get into all the macronutrients and the, the like all the complexities. Because exactly. uh, long term, you do want to be safe. Right. Love, love that advice. As we come to our close here, what's next for you? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, you know, keep going on Instagram. I got tons of stuff coming this year. Recipes, more, more cooking classes. Uh, it looks like I'll be starting a podcast here pretty soon. So stay tuned <laughs> for that. And, and and honestly, you know, anybody listening, 
uh, find me at Chef Michael Keto on Instagram. Um, it's really where you'll kind of get my daily, uh, you know, my daily information and, and what's kind of happening, um, as well as a bunch of recipes. Uh, ChefMichael.com with the dash in between. So chef-michael.com. Again, tons of recipes and information. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep grinding as we were talking about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work hard. I'm going to get that second book deal. I'm, 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 I'm going to put all my positive energy out there um, and just keep doing what I love. I love that. And, yes. you know, and we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We, we did. look forward to having you back on the road. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. This is a lot of fun. Right. Oh, thank you. <laughs>